Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I have, yeah. I had a, a tweet in the drafts that I never hit publish on. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah. I noticed that the Tampa Bay totals come down a lot through the day. Almost a half full. Even in Colorado, but that might be, it might be totally problem. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me today, hopefully with the peppermint mocha beside him, is our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good. Don't drink coffee, so maybe a little peppermint tea later if I have a sweat. But uh, special start time. My computer's not going to shut off today because i got a new laptop, and I'll actually be here for the full show. There you go. <laughs> See, we're all, we're all about delivering a better customer experience here at Osmo, and Josh is upgrading his laptop mid-season. Uh, just to make sure that he can stay on the streams. Um, it's been a few days since we've been around. Obviously, no shows on Sunday. Uh, yesterday was just a one-game slate, so there wasn't going to be a show anyway, but then that game was canceled. Uh, so we're back here today. Uh, monster 13-game slate was supposed to be a 14-game slate, but one game got postponed. We're going to talk about the COVID issues because there's going to be a lot of them. And trust me, there's nothing I want to talk about less right now than COVID problems in the NHL. But that's just the fact of life that we have to deal with. Um, before we get too much further, just want to thank Yahoo Fantasy. They are our sponsor for our show, have been this entire season. They've been very good to us. And we have a special giveaway uh, through Yahoo that we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, if you guys could throw us a like. 
uh, really helps us look good for the bosses and subscribe as well. I see we're only five or 600 subscriptions away from that vaunted 69,000 mark. Can't wait to get there uh, and click the little bell so you get notifications whenever we do go live on the air. Obviously, with so much time elapsed from the last slate, there's not really a slate review to do. But I did want to shout, uh, shout out Wolf Girl, uh, one of our subs. She took down the dime time on Saturday night. And I think she like it was more than just taking it down. It was like a first, a third, and a sixth or something like that. She did very – I assume it's a she. Uh, she did very, very well on Saturday. And then Millhouse took down 20K – on Saturday night as well. Um, that's two 20K winners in a week for NHL, I believe, between him and Hofbrau. Uh, so congrats, Millhouse. You had a great night. Uh, congrats, Wolf Girl. You had a good, a great night as well. Love to see the winners here at Osmo. Um, not going to talk too much further uh, about prior slates because we do have a lot of games to get to today. I just want to get your thoughts on this slate in general. You know, it is a monster slate, 13 games. Obviously, there's that huge uh, tournament on DK, $400 entry with $100,000 $100, to first place. Sorry. So there's a lot of money at stake tonight, and it is a multi-entry contest, right? So you're probably going to only be playing one lineup tonight. What would you do in a one lineup where there's such it, – it is a heavy – it is a top-heavy prize pool, right? It's like 100 to first and 10K to third or something like that. So you really need – to gun for first place. What's your approach when you're playing single entry in a multi-entry tournament like that? That is so top heavy. Yeah. I don't want to say like with at risk of sounding like an idiot. Like I don't like build to try to win these 150 maxes, but when you get down to like 25 max, obviously you're gunning for the top prize of hundred K, but like I can't concern myself with ownership and dupes. And so like, I think what I'm going to do is just play my plays. And I, if I happen to get duped and have a good finish, I'd rather be duped and have a good finish than, you know, try to overthink it and, you know, galaxy brain my way into a lineup where I'm going to be unique, but may not, you know, have the ceiling. So I'm just going to play my guys. I'm going to play the lineup that I like. Uh, I may not build a four, three, one. That might be the only way, like I'm going to creatively get around ownership. I might have a different build. But if I'm duped, I'm duped. You know, one lineup, what can you do? It's a 25 max. Um, like I said, like, I'd rather tie for first than Galaxy bring my way to, like, a min cash or even, you know, not get there. So I'm going to play my guys. I'm not going to worry about ownership. I'll build a bit differently if I have to. But as simple as it sounds, like, I'm going to play my guys. Yeah, I think that's that's that may be the single best piece of advice on a slate this large, regardless of the contest, is just play the guys that you want to play. If you if you run cruncher and it gives spits back three lineups with good projections and good correlation and all that, play them. Uh, like if you're if we're gonna talk about ownership, and I think there are a couple spots where ownership is going to matter tonight, but by and large, you're right. Duplications and ownership, not a huge concern if you think it's a good leverage spot or you think there's a high upside or you think people are just missing something, go with it. Just go with it. Um, I, I don't like, like you said, I don't like people galaxy braining their plays on a slate this large. You got to realize you're probably not going to win anyway, because that's just the way DFS works. Um, you have to, you, you just kind of have to go along with that uh, on a slate this size. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, but we do have some games to get to before we get to them. Just want to remind everybody that we do have free premium tools and data up on the site as we normally do 
every single day. Today being no exception, we have NBA ownership rankings up on the site. We have we also have our NHL top stacks. I think that's a valuable that's that'll be valuable for people today that aren't subscribers. If you want to check out our top stacks, it'll show you the leverage, some under owned plays, um, and it's the under owned plays. Like you know, you don't want to focus on on ownership, but um, I always look for under owned plays regardless of the size of the slate. And top stacks is really good at highlighting those plays. So be sure to check it out. At Osmo, um, it's up on the site right now, along with our NBA ownership rankings. All right, let's get to these games. Our first game is Vegas with a 2.7 implied goal total. They're going into Boston. The Bruins have a 3.0 implied goal total. Now, there is some pretty significant news from this game. Uh, Craig Smith uh, hit the COVID protocols for Boston, and Brad Marchand also hit the COVID protocols for Boston. So we're presuming right now that no other... Uh, positive tests are going to pop up, but teams are tested. Players are tested um, later in the day as well. So there could be, there could be more positive tests in two to three hours time across the board. So it, it applies for Boston it applies for every team. Um, we're assuming Taylor Hall jumps to the top line with Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak. It doesn't leave a whole lot on the second line. Jacob DeBrusque, Charlie Coyle with Nick Foligno. Um, Losing, you know, losing those two guys out of their top six, Martian and Craig Smith are two of their four best wingers. Now that still leaves Boston with a very good top line, but it doesn't really leave them with a whole lot else. So, what do you like here, Josh? It's interesting because with Hall moving up, I would imagine like I wanted to see our next ownership run because with Hall moving up, making Boston one cheaper, I think their ownership might go up a little bit just because they're fully correlated. Yeah, they're going to get the Stevenson Stone Pacioretty matchup, but that you know. They're still not back to where they were at points last year. They're, they're getting a little bit better now that everyone's a bit healthier, but they're still not the elite line that were last year. Um, you know, it, it was tough because when Martian was there, it was just like, it was really tough to get there because of the price and it's a huge slate. And But it's, man, this is a pretty good spot. But with Hall up there, like him being $3,500 cheaper, the Martian, it definitely brings them into play more. Um, now they're, you know, they're under 20K to full stack. The numbers with Hall there have were, when Marshan came back, they improved to the point where they were like an elite line. Yeah, it was a small sample, but I, I think Boston One's in play tonight. It does worry me, you know, that there's not much else there. Um, but I guess on the flip side of that, they may see more minutes because of it, um, especially if they're down. You know, they're probably going to see the ice a bunch. So, you know, I worry that their ownership is going to get into the double digits. Not that ownership is a massive thing, but now under 20,000, the build becomes more popular. Before when Boston was like 22 and a half on DK, like there was only so many avenues you could go with them. So I like, in a nutshell, I like Boston one. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get to them in my one lineup, but they're definitely going to be in consideration. Going down the lineup on the Boston side, like there's not really much that I like that second line doesn't interest me. Nick Felino on the top power play, but like it's Nick Felino. Uh, only the Leafs thought it was a good idea to give up multiple first round picks for him. Everyone else is just like, no. But uh, but because of that second line without Craig Smith and without Tower Hall, I'm definitely interested in the Vegas second line here. Uh, Carlson, Marcia, so and Smith. They're under-owned right now, which is a nice surprise. Uh, I hate playing them because they're always over-owned, over-leveraged. Uh, they're coming in under 1% right now. 
and they're going to get that coil Felino debrus matchup. And I can't imagine that line is going to be good defensively. So I, I do like that second line coming into this slate. I was thinking, man, if I was an MME player, I would probably want some Vegas one. I know it's a terrible matchup, but they have been looking really good lately. Uh, so like if you're playing 20 max, 150 max, having some, you know, 1% Vegas one. But now that, you know, that second line's in a really good matchup at, at similar ownership, I think I'm going to concentrate on the second line of Vegas here. So in this game, I like Boston one and Vegas two. Yeah, I won't dig a whole lot further. I'm not as excited on Vegas one. I, like I see what you're saying in, in 20 max and 150 max. Like I can definitely see some Vegas one there, but I, I think in my 20 max tonight, I'll go to Vegas two just because of the matchup that you mentioned uh, with Coyle and DeBrusque and Felino. I mean, we have a Coyle and DeBrusque sample going back uh, three, you know, a couple of years and it's not good. Like 45, 46, 47% shot share, scoring chance share, expected goal share and all that. So they're probably going to be below water and the Vegas two has been a 50%, 56% uh, shot share line so far this year. So where we're going to, we're actually getting leverage on them, like you said, which never happens with Vegas two. That's what I like the most out of this game is Marshall Smith Carlson. They are absolutely going to be one of my filler lines here tonight. Like I'm not going to be playing 20% Vegas two. I think that's a little bit overboard, but I definitely will be uh, probably have them in two or three out of 20 of my lineup. So Vegas two for me on the blue line. I noticed Alex Petrangelo is really eating all the minutes from Vegas here lately. Like he's playing 25 plus and then, you know, the Theodore Haig white cloud group is all like 19 to 21. So I don't know. It, it seems like if I'm taking a single defenseman out of this game, like for a one-off Petro would be the guy. Um, but there's really not a whole lot. I like for defensemen in this game. Really? What do you think? Yeah, and Theodore, I believe, is a game-time decision if you're thinking about playing him. So Petrangelo is probably the guy. Nick Haig, if you think, you know, he's going to revert back to his prime Brett Burns self that he was last week. Um, on the Boston side, nothing really interests me. Um, you know, maybe Mike Riley at 2,800, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get a Boston defender. in. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I should mention Robin Lehner, 7,400, like – I know it's on the road in Boston, but now they have no Marsha and no Smith. Um, probably not a bad GPP goalie here tonight, I think. Yeah, uh, there's a couple that I like if you're spending down. If you're, Yeah, and he's one of them. Uh, Shafani may be a bit of concern, but, you know, at the, I think this is a winnable game for Vegas. So, Yeah, and I, 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 like I think there's, there's shutout upside here, too. Yeah. Like, like, Boston hasn't been able to finish all year. They're generating some shots, but they're not finishing, so... Wait. And just real quickly, we just got a new ownership run on Boston one and it's coming in, you know, about 12%. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I do like Vegas too there. All right. Uh, Anything else from this game? Hey, let's get to the next one. Los Angeles Kings, 2.3 implied goal total. They're going into Tampa Bay. The Bolts have a 3.2 implied goal total. Um, You and I were talking through the day about this game in particular uh, with Jake and some other subscribers and things like that. Um, and that this might be a good power play spot for Tampa Bay. So why don't you take us through this game, Josh? Yeah, we're, I was look, we were looking up the numbers on the <laughs> LA penalty kill recently, and they're just they're way worse than I thought. They're like they're down there with like the Blackhawks penalty kill. They're giving up 114 chances <laughs> like Corsi against per 60. That's just insane shot volume, and I hate hate playing Tampa Bay with all these injuries, but I think there is, you know, 
upside here with their power play. Um, I don't know if you want a full stack. I don't even know if Taylor Radish is going to stay on power play one with Sorelli back. Um, so I don't even know if you need to full stack that top line. I personally, if Sorelli is on power play one, I like the Sorelli Kalorn two man, just because like they're <laughs> way cheaper than Palat, Stamkos, Sorelli. Honestly, is probably their best center at this point. Kalorn's usually involved on the power play. So I think from this game, you know, on the Tampa side, I don't know if you need a full power play stack. That seems a bit wild on this slate. Um, so I'll probably, you know, do like a, if Sorelli's there, I would imagine he is. Um, I probably do like a Sorelli Kalorn Palat or like a Stamco Sorelli Kalorn or even just keep it to the two of them. Like, I like, even though this is a great power play spot, like I just don't want to go overboard on Tampa here. Uh, they're pretty banged up. Um, even though they're getting these big totals still and scoring, it still worries me. But their ownership's in check. On the Kings side, um, you know, Sorelli line is going to get the Kopitar matchup. Sorelli's a very good defensive player. Uh, that line is pretty good defensively. I'm not super interested in the Kings top line. You want to have some Kings 2 and MME, 20 max, 150. I think that is a decent play. They're coming in one and a half, two percent Anywhere Victor Arvidsson is, you know, is, is, it does pique my interest. Uh, Deneau just has greatness following him wherever he goes. Um, getting a little egregious there. That was a little shot at the Habs. But, um, well, I mean, you know, I, I do that with Bucinavich too, so yeah. it's fair game. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get it back, you know, in like 20 minutes when we get the Blues. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind I followed Deneau, Arvidsson in MME one to three. Don't know if I'm going to get there, but um, Tampa power play a little bit of Kings two from this game, five and a half total. So it's kind of, yeah, that's, that's one thing. It's not a big total. Like I, I really do like Kings two as a line, right? Over the last month, 89 shot attempts for 60 minutes and 46 scoring chances for 60 minutes. That's a low grade power play. They are excellent. It's just, 2.3 2.3 total on the road. Tampa's not really an easy matchup, like at even strength or the penalty kill. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to get there in my 20 max. Like, I would rather play Vegas 2 than Los Angeles 2 tonight. You know what I mean? So, that's kind of where I'm at is, like, I like the line. There are just other lines that I like in that range a little bit better. So, I'm out on Los Angeles here tonight. Um, even in 20 max, I don't think I'll get to Kings 2. 150, I think they're in play but definitely not 20 max Um, on the Tampa side. I I think it's about the power play. And I agree with you going down to that Sorelli Kalorn duo, because they're going to be going up against the Kopitar line and their lot, their defensive numbers have been improving, but they're still giving up good quality chances, like scoring chances, expected goals against those types of things. So um, Sorelli and Kalorn, presuming that Sorelli plays, I like that two man here tonight as well. So I think it would be both second lines out of this game for me, but, but again, like, Somebody wants to play Stamkos and, and Palat uh, and Hedman in a three-man power play stack. I can't sit here and say, play the power play stack, but don't play Stamkos. You know what I mean? <laughs> that feels, yeah, it just feels bad, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anything you want to do with the Tampa power play is fine. I'll just say specifically, I think Sorelli and Kalorn for me will be in play just because of the price. Um, on the blue line, uh, we usually talk about uh, Mikhail Sergachev and, you know, Victor Hedman and all those guys, but um, Ryan McDonough's price keeps coming down. I think 3,500 at home is pretty reasonable, especially with Eric Chernak out. Anybody else stick out to you? Yeah. I mean, as long as Chernak's out, McDonough's that price, I have no problem playing him. Victor Hedman, obviously, if you're working in power play stacks um, on the King side, not too much there that I really like. 
there probably isn't anyone maybe even Matt Roy but I, I'll say Doughty at 5600 like it feels like it's a, a, a spot that can get there right like you know quick has a good game they win 2-1 about Doughty has block shot and a goal or something like that block shot bonus and goal so yeah I, I like I think Doughty Doughty's going to be in my mix for for one offs here tonight, I think, and it's just because he's down at fifty six hundred, where he has been at sixty three, sixty four hundred, and stuff like That's, that. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to this next game. This one is a spicy meatball. Ottawa two point five implied goal total. They're going into Florida. The Panthers have a four point implied goal total. Now Alexander Barkov is still not back. Uh, but it doesn't really seem to matter for the Florida Panthers. Anthony Duclair will be back. Um, looks like he's going to be lining up uh, on the second line, I believe, with Carter Verhage, uh and Anton Lundell. So that looks like a pretty good line to me. There might be a line on the Ottawa side that you have interest in here, Josh. So I'm just going to let you take this game away. First and foremost, I am an Alex Formentin stand, and he's in the top six at min price. I've been fighting the lock button all day now, but um, listen, the Panthers have a four total and there's not a lot of ownership here. And it's a bit confusing. Uh, Panthers won coming in around 7% fully correlated. They are expensive. So maybe that's what it is. They're 20,500. But this is a great matchup. Like since senators came back from their COVID break, they just be getting scored on and scored on. And another thing you notice is they messed up the goalie prices. I think, uh, Forsberg was supposed to be 7,200 and Knight was supposed to be 8,200. They got that reversed, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I really do like Florida one here, uh, especially at that ownership. Yeah, it's like 7% on a 13 game slate. Ownership doesn't bother me. They're not coming in 20, 21%, something like that. So I really like Florida one here. And you go down the lineup, like the second line is getting almost no ownership. And I really like them tonight. Um, in a four total, you know, there's going to be, they're expecting other lines besides the top line to score. Like you don't see a four total unless you think there's going to be scoring all over the lineup. Carter Verhage, Anthony Duclair have a very good, very good numbers together. Duclair is overpriced. So that's going to keep his ownership way down. Anton Lundell is a very good player. Uh, the power play correlation doesn't make sense, but, um, or is non-existent, excuse me, Verhage on the second unit. Uh, I would imagine Duclair might see a little bit of time on that second unit as well, but Florida two, Getting no ownership, you know, I, I really like if you want to just like leave Duclair off because he's expensive, you can do like Lundell for Hagee for 8,100 with under 1% in the four total, like sign me up. Um, on the. Uh... Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. 
senator side, I think you can get to the top line, maybe not in one to three, but definitely in 20 max, because, you know, as good as Bennett, Reinhardt, Huberdo have been, you know, offensively, they're pretty high event both ways. So it's, it's pretty high event hockey. So I think you can get to the Ottawa Senators top line here. Um, and, you know, you want to do some Stutzla for Menton two mans? Go for it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get there on this slate. Two and a half total on the road. I hope Fermentin sticks up there because I want to. I, I do want to play him, but just not in this matchup. Yeah, um, not really a great. Even if it was like an eight game slate, I might yeah. consider him here too. Right? It's just it's such a big slate. Uh, with you on Florida one, um, just to kind of highlight how bad Ottawa's been since returning from their COVID pause on November 22nd they they are in the bottom seven of the league across every single 5 on 5 defense metric that we have and the penalty kill is not that much better so i think there's very good reason why florida's top line um should be owned here tonight i mean 66% shot share 71% of the scoring chances it is a small sample but it's starting to get up there you know what i mean like 40 50 minutes they are just absolutely cruising so, yeah, I do like Florida one. They are in the PP article that I wrote today. I agree with you on the Ottawa side of things as well. I kind of like that Ottawa top line here tonight. Uh, perfectly co- correlated on the power play. You know, Barkov is one of their penalty killers. So that's one of the penalty killers, big penalty killers out of the lineup. Florida is one of the 10 most penalized teams in hockey. So I'm not saying I'm playing Ottawa for sure tonight, but they're definitely one of the lines I'm leaving in. I'm not Xing them out. And if they end up in my lineup, I'm good with it. Florida one as well. But I agree with you on Londell Verhage. They are one of my favorite fillers here tonight. I posted some stats in our discord earlier about Carter Verhage season. He's legitimately been one of the best zone entry monsters in the entire league. Like we're, we're putting, he's not McDavid because nobody's McDavid, but he's literally in that tier right underneath. Um, and that doesn't surprise us. Verhage's been good for a few years now, and Lundell um, has looked good in his sample as well. So I like Florida one. I like Florida two. I don't mind Ottawa one. I'm going to leave them in my mix. If they get in, they get in. If they don't, they don't. Um, the thing with Florida two I want to mention is that they're, they haven't been great together, Verhage and Lundell, about break even by possession, but super high pace like a, a lot of shots back and forth. So um, maybe that lends a little bit more credit to, you know, Formenton and Stutz on the second line, but I, I'm not playing Ottawa two on the road in a two and a half total on a 13 game slate. I, I feel like that's just a bridge too far. Um, on the blue line here, Aaron Ekblad is one of our top projected defensemen um, by raw projections uh, here tonight. I noticed Mackenzie Wegar up to 6,200 on DK. I feel like that's a little bit too high. Uh, what sticks out to you on the blue line here? Yeah, I mean, Forsling's a game-time decision. I ha- I kind of had interest in him, but if he's questionable, that's another on top of news. That's some more news you have to pay attention to. So I think it's Ekblad or Bust for me on the Florida side. On the Ottawa side, Nikita Zaitsev is up to 3K, but He's still blocking some shots. My son, Artem Zub, 3K as well. But I think I'm going to stick to whoever's playing with Shabbat, and that is Zaitsev. Yeah, I agree with that. Zaitsev at 3K, he's very much in line for the shot block bonus here tonight. Get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for 29 95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, 
our, our premium Discord, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. If you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word, NHL Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to activate this coupon in the description of the video below. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, you can do so by signing up for one of our NHL Osmo Plus weekly packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. That's NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all in word, 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum for new users. All right. Uh, just looking in, in chat here, uh, Jake mentioned uh, Minnesota game might be in jeopardy. We'll talk about that game a little bit later, but again, it just speaks to, there are a lot, a lot of COVID issues across, across the entire slate here tonight. If you're playing, it is vitally, vitally important to be around 6.30 Eastern, 7 Eastern, 7.30 Eastern, 8 Eastern um, for all those COVID news, for all that COVID news to come out because there's going to be a lot of it. It's just the fact of life uh, for this for this slate here tonight. Let's get to the next game. New Jersey, 2.9 implied gold total. They're going into Philadelphia. The Flyers have a 3.1 implied gold total. Uh, the Devils changed their lines around. I think it was through the last game, definitely in their last practice. Zaka on the top line with Jack Hughes and Yegor Sharon Govich. Uh, normal New Jersey two back together, Janssen, Mercer, and Brat, And then Tatar and Kokonen down on the third line. I'm not seeing any significant Flyers changes either. Um, I don't know, man. Like New Jersey seemed to be really rolling over the first five or six weeks of the season. And all of a sudden they're underdogs going into Philadelphia. Like they haven't looked right since Jack Hughes came back. And I think being underdogs might actually be correct here. So I don't know. What do you think of this game? Yeah, I don't know. This game, (laughs) like, this is not my favorite game. I'll be completely honest. Like it's hard to like, for DFS anyway, it's kind of hard to rely on the Flyers here. Katoria and Drew are broken up. Drew's a center now. He's playing with Morgan Frost and Atkinson. Like on paper, you want to have interest in the Devils based off that. But like, I just have a hard time getting there. Um, if, I think if I was going to go to a Devils uh, line, it'd be Janssen, Mercer, Brat. They're they're not going to get the Katoria. Like I would imagine Katoria goes out against Hughes. Um, but again, like. Couturier without Drew has been not great. Lawton up there has like stabilized it a little bit, I guess, but like. Yeah. I, I just want to mention <clears throat> that he, he has helped them in a small sample, be better defensively, but it's also, we're talking like 20 to 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. And it's Scott Lawton. So let's not, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Let's pump yeah. the brakes. Let's turn the main down a tad here. Skid row. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Drew on the wing is better than Scott Lawton on the wing with Couturier. We'll just put it out there. Hughes hasn't looked right since he came back. I don't know if he's fully healthy. I don't know if he does his like cardio is an issue. I don't like to conjecture. It's just bad news. So like for me, uh, second line, Janssen, Mercer, Brack going up against Drew, Atkinson, Frost. Like Drew and Atkinson have a decent sample together. Um you know, their defensive numbers are okay, but they only have, like, they're under 50% of the shot share. Morgan Frost being there, like, can't help defensively. He's still a young kid, so, like, I don't mind going to Devils 2 here. But on the flip side, like, 
I think if I was going to go to the Flyers, it would be Katorie Konechny two-man or a Giroux Atkinson two-man. Just like, I, I don't know if I can make them a priority on this slate. In MME, if you get to him, you get to him. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like that. Um, you know, uh, like I, I say it every time, like these devil's lines are like all the same with their, their shots against, their expected numbers against. So all things being equal, I think I'd go to Katorie uh, Konechny because the Devils take a lot of penalties. They have a good penalty kill, but like if if the Flyers see a bunch of penalty, if power plays, like I want to get some power play time here. So like ninety five hundred for the two of them at seven percent, like that's fine. Like Connecty being under four K seems like a mispricing. So for me, Devils two, a little bit of Flyers one, but this is an MME game. I don't know if I'm getting anything out of this game one to three. Yeah, I it's Devils two that stuck out to me immediately, I, and I'm saying that because I want to raise Jake. I hope you're watching this. Uh, but the Devils' second line has just been absolutely great this year. 75 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 57 percent of the shot share, four expected goals per 60 minutes against two, just 2.4 against. So that second line going up against a Philly two line that's been average at best in their sample together, like that Atkinson that Atkinson Giroux line has been averaged by almost every metric. So uh, yeah, 2.9 total on the road for New Jersey. And two of those three players, Doss or Mercer, Dawson Mercer and Jesper Bratt are on the top power play unit. And like you mentioned, Philly's uh, one of the most penalized teams in the league. So yeah, that New Jersey second line is really what I'm focusing on most in this game. On the Flyers side, there just really isn't a lot that excites me. Like Couturier, uh, Konechny, I think is a fine two-man, specifically because Konechny is, I think, is too far too cheap at 3,800. I know he's not having a great season, but he's he's a 5,500 dollar player, maybe like 53. Um, so I think Konechny, Couturier is fine as a two-man, but that's a price play. It's not necessarily that I really like them or want to play them. So uh, take that how you will. For me, this game is about New Jersey. New Jersey, too, getting the soft matchups down the lineup. They have, like I mentioned, the numbers, great numbers uh, in their sample together this year. Um, and they're cheap enough where you can two-man them and put them with Dougie Hamilton, and it's it's a reasonably priced stack. You know, normally if you put Dougie Hamilton with just about any stack, uh, you're looking at a penance, but uh, not so bad with that two-man. Uh, on the blue line, not really anybody that's sticking out to me in this game. Um, Ryan Graves being on the IR for New Jersey probably means more minutes for somebody like Damon Severson or PK Subban, but I don't think I'm doing anything but correlating in this game. Yeah, Severson, Hamilton correlating makes sense. If you want a one-off, Travis Sanheim or Rasmus Westerlein and or Justin Braun. You know, I mean, they're cheap enough where they're fine for one-offs, but, you know, like if you're going Katoria connect me and want to put in Keith Yandel, I guess you can, you know, yeah. like, I'm just not interested in Keith Yandel. If he burns me, he burns me. Yeah. If we get burned by Keith Yandel, that's one of those. Okay. I'll just put on a movie at 11 o'clock <laughs> Eastern and call it a night. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I do like Carter Hart though. Carter Hart, I, th- I think makes sense at his. Yeah. I like both goalies in this game actually. So, you know, Okay. Good correlation plays, good one-offs. So, All right, um, let's get to the next game. Uh, <laughs> probably won't be much on both sides here. Montreal, 2.1 implied goal total. They're going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 3.4 implied goal total. Now, remember, Jake Gensel and Brian Rust still out for the Penguins, so it looks like uh, Evan Rodriguez and Kasperi Kapanen skating with Crosby. 
And then down on the second line, you have Jeff Carter, Danton Heinen, and Jason Zucker. Uh, Montreal did change their lines around a bit. Uh, Matthew Perot jumped up to uh, with Nick Suzuki and Mike Hoffman. But let's face it, they're shuffling deck, ter- deck chairs on the Titanic at this point. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about on the Montreal side. What do you think? Yeah, there just isn't anything that I really want to play on Montreal. They're at 2.1 total on the road. just And Hoffman over four. If like Hoffman was like 3,300, I could say, yeah, maybe you can one off Mike Hoffman. But like that's even just getting a little bit desperate. I'm probably just going to be completely out on the Canadians. If they, you know, somehow put up seven goals, then so be it. Like there's things on the slate where like, if it happens, it happens. That's the nature of the beast. You know, I'm not going to be jamming in Montreal because I need to get everyone in. It's just not going to happen. So I'm out on Montreal on the Pittsburgh side. I want to get behind Pittsburgh one here. I just, I don't know. Kasperi Kapanen is a pretty good player. He's just, he's not a Gensel. He's not a rust. You know what I mean? And he's not on the top power play, which is the biggest de factor for full stocking there. Uh, I don't mind like a Crosby Rodriguez Latang three man. Uh, if you want to leave Kapanen off or like a Zucker Carter Latang, something like that. But it feels bad leaving Crosby off a power play stack and Crosby has looked a bit better of late. So if you want a full stack pit one, it is a 3.1 to- or 3.4 total. Excuse me. The Montreal Canadians uh, take a lot of penalties. They have a poor penalty kill. So I think power play stacking is a decent way to attack this game. If you don't like full stacking a line here, um, you can, you know, leave off Kapanen and put in Zucker. They're the same price. They're full power play correlation there. But uh, I don't think I'm going to full stack anything on either side. I'll just take bits and pieces of the Pittsburgh power play. Yeah, I really like the Pittsburgh top six. I, I like both top lines here. Um, I think personally I might get more to, to more of Carter and Zucker because it's a pricing play. And also Pittsburgh has been sending out their first and second lines against the third lines and fourth lines quite a bit of late. Um and the third line for Montreal looks to be Lekkinen, who's a good two-way winger, but then Ryan Paling, who's only there because of injuries and because they got rid of two centers in the offseason, and Cole Caulfield, who's already been sent to the AHL this year for underperformance. So if you're telling me Zucker, Carter, and Heinen align with 60% or better shot share expected goal and scoring chance numbers with two out of three of the guys on the top power play unit are going to get Ryan Paling and Cole Caulfield tonight, <laughs> I'm going to play them. So Carter, Zucker, and Heinen, I like that three-man. I, I think you can play all three here just because Heinen's a good player on his own. 2,700, um, I think it just makes a, a real – like it makes a nice secondary stack because they're not expensive, right? Like you're looking at 11,700, I think, for the entire second line. Yeah, so ridiculously cheap. Yeah, so I will absolutely take them. And as I look through ownership, we have them, you know, over-leveraged but still only coming in at 5%. And I, I really want to get that line in. So Zucker, uh, Zucker and Heinen and Carter, the second line I'm focusing on more, but any, either of the top six Pittsburgh lines, I think are fine on the blue line. Um, I noticed Jeff Petrie back from Montreal. That doesn't mean anything like whatsoever. Um, um, he might be back. I see that he's still listed on the IR, but he's a game time decision. Um, if he plays, I'm still not playing him. I noticed there's, I, there's one no Montreal defenseman taking 11 shot attempts for 60 minutes over the last month. None of them are shooting. So I, no interest in the Montreal defenseman. Maybe John Marino on the Pittsburgh side, other than Latang correlating. What do you think? Yeah, maybe Marino. He'd be the guy. Um, 
Like I like Mike Matheson, but his minutes just aren't there. So it's Latang and power play stacks or Marino one off if you get there. All right. Uh, I like that as well. Let's move it along. New York Islanders, 2.8 implied gold total. They're going into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 2.6 implied gold total. Um, this is one of the spots where COVID is going to be playing a factor, unfortunately. Uh, Matthew Barzal already on the COVID list, so he's not going to be playing tonight for the Islanders. Now, I will mention the Islanders just had a COVID outbreak a month ago, and we do know that – I mean, we don't know – I don't want to get into the science here, but we know <laughs> that um, – it takes longer than six months for that immunity to go away. So if the Islanders players that had COVID a month ago should be good to go here tonight, presuming they still have that immunity. Uh, it's just a matter of, is anybody else going to be thrown on the COVID list between now and five hours from now? Um, that Barzal being out really changed things for me in this game, because now the Islanders are down Barzal and Brock Nelson, which means they have J.G. Pajot on the top line, and then Casey Zizekas, second-line center. I don't know. I don't even know who the second-line center might be. So, And Detroit, you know, the way they run their lines, that Rasmussen-Ernie line is going to get the top line from the Islanders, and then Detroit's top line gets what from the Islanders in their bottom six? I've been in the middle six. I have no idea. So Maybe Parisi? <laughs> I, I think I'm kind of giving, giving the game away here. What do you like, Josh? Yeah, I mean, normally 2.6 total on at home. You know, Tyler Bertuzzi just coming back from uh, getting COVID. He was unvaccinated. I think he was symptomatic. Um, well, we assume he's symptomatic. They didn't say. If you're asymptomatic and test negative after 10 days, even if you're unvaccinated, you can come back. It took him 14 days. So, yeah. you know, draw your own conclusions. So, I mean, like, we've seen Pete, like, we've seen players come back from COVID and struggle mightily like Crosby didn't look right. There was other examples. We don't have to get into it, but like it takes people a while to get their lungs back under them. And I, I wanted to fade Detroit, but like this top line is going to get absolutely nobody matchup and they're coming in at one, 1%, one and a half percent. So I think you can load in the, well, not like load in. You don't have to go crazy, but you can get over the field pretty easily on Detroit one tonight. And, you know, this is just like a matchup based thing. If, if this was, you know, if they had a tougher matchup, I'd be off them. But what just, I needed Bertuzzi to get some time to, you know, get his legs under him. He's the most expensive player in that line. But like this matchup is just too good. The total seems a little bit off. Uh, Detroit won for me. You want to go to that second line, you know, Pia Suter, Robbie Fabry. I think that's okay as well. I just, at the same ownership, I'd rather go to that top line. So uh, Detroit won for me. Probably out on the Islanders maybe. Like, there's just the lines are an issue. We don't even know who's playing with who. Uh, if there's a line that comes together that I like, like Lee, J.G. Pajot, Wallstrom or something like that, I don't know. Maybe I have some interest, but five and a half total COVID issues on the road. Like, I'm probably just going to take a pass on the hours. Yeah. Should mention Brock Nelson was back. He came back for the last game. So he's going to be in the lineup tonight. Misspoke there. That's my bad. Um, but that really doesn't change anything for me from this game because the way that the Detroit runs their lines, um, Detroit one is going to see that Parise Bellows line, like, and the fourth line. Like, it, it just really doesn't change much for me here. And it's not. It's not as if Jean-Gabriel Pajot has even been good this year. Like the Islanders pretty much to a man have not been very good. And like you said, with Detroit one's ownership, 
one to two percent like in my 20 max i imagine i'm probably going to get three or four of them like i'll probably be 15 or 20 percent on detroit one here tonight i get it's a 2.6 total at home but the islanders have their own COVID issues they're going through right now and they have a bottom three penalty kill since returning from their COVID break. Um, it's just they're getting over 930 save percentage on the penalty kill. That's not going to sustain itself. Uh, and Detroit won perfectly correlated. So uh, I do agree with Detroit one here. Um, they're my favorite line out of this game. Detroit two, like I would want to play them, but Vladislav Nemesnikov over Phillips Zadina on that line, I think is a pretty big downgrade. Like I don't, I like Nemesnikov as like a checking defensive center. I, he doesn't have the offensive ability that Zidina does. And I think that's a hit to that lineup. So um, I'd, I'll just take the perfectly correlated top line. I talked about it in the power place article. A lot of it is Lucas Raymond's price. It's all the way down to 4,600. This is a guy that was a 6K player not that long ago. Uh, and because of his price drop, that line is 16,000. $400 on DraftKings. Um, they're coming in, you know, cheaper than uh, Winnipeg one. Uh, they're coming in same price, uh, virtually the same price as Ottawa one. And they're at home in a higher totals and all those things. So yeah, Detroit one for me uh, on the blue line. I noticed Noah Dobson's price came down for the Islanders a little bit. It feels like if they're going to generate anything tonight, it's probably going to have to come from him, whether it's two goals or assists. So I don't mind Dobson as a one-off really um, anybody else. And I actually don't mind um, Sorokin and net for 7,700. Anybody else to go to you? Yeah. Moritz Cedar's price has come down to 4,600. He was flirting with 6k not too long ago. Uh, Philip Chronic's been 3,400 all season. It feels like uh, I think he's a fine one-off as well. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move this along. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest as well. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. So uh, Yahoo Fantasy, uh, great spot to play if you really want to get acclimated to MMEing if you want to get acclimated to, you know, shooting for top prizes and things like that. Cause a lot of the sharks 
uh, you that you'll see on DraftKings or FanDuel. You won't see over there. So if you want to get a head start on NHL DFS, this is a pretty good way to go about it. You'll get our uh, premium data and projections uh, to use as well. Uh, just really a really good head start for anybody that wants to get their feet wet in the DFS pool. All right, let's get to this next game. Carolina, 2.5 implied. Carolina, 2.5 implied goal total going into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, there is a lot to note here. Sebastian, uh, at a minimum, Sebastian Ajo and Seth Jarvis, um, are going to be out tonight. They're on the COVID list. And I was reading, I don't mean to laugh, but with uh, Canadian uh, foreign national COVID protocols, they might be stuck in Canada past Christmas. Uh, like this is just an absolute nightmare for this Carolina team. Um, they're expecting Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo back from the COVID list. They've been out for a couple weeks now, but uh, there are more players that could absolutely pop up. And there's even been talk about this game being outright canceled here. To, well, not canceled, obviously be postponed to a later date, but this game not being played tonight. So uh, we have to talk about it because it may end up on the slate anyway, but everybody should be well aware that this Carolina-Minnesota game could very well be wiped off completely. Knowing that, what do you like in this game? Honestly, because with Aho out, I would imagine the checking line of Greenway, Erickson, Felino is going to get Trocek, Natchez, and Svechnikov. Which, you know, you know, that line hasn't been like completely elite like they were last year, but there's still a good line. And this is a two and a half total on the road. So at 5%, like I just I don't want to go at, go into that line. They moved Jesper Faust up to the, the line with Stahl and Niederreiter. And what concerns me is that Minnesota one's going to get that. And that's a tough matchup. Yeah, their ownership's only 2%. So in one to three like initially, I was very interested in Minnesota one tonight, but that matchup, assuming that they play, does concern me a little bit. So I might not get there in one to three, but uh, MME at that ownership, I think you can get over the field here. Also, you know, listen, the Minnesota power play isn't great, but they're fully correlated and Carolina takes a bunch of penalties. Um, so I, I think in MME, Minnesota one makes more sense than one to three. Um, and then that leaves, you know, like Tara Vinen with Jasper uh, Cockney and Steve Lorenz, which you know, pouring out for Tavo, but um, I actually that brings the uh, Fiala Raska drill line into play for me. There's almost no ownership there. Fiala is down to 4,200 because he's been playing with nobody's his whole career. So like his price has come down. I don't mind if Fiala Goudreau two man, like they have good numbers together. Goudreau is min priced. That two man is not going to, you know, if you're trying to get in a power play sack, I think I can go there as well. Just uh, keep an eye on news in this game. It's not a 7 PM Eastern start. So Hopefully we'll get some clarity before the slate starts. Yeah, hopefully we do. Um, want to mention Carolina changed up their lines last game. So stall with Niederreiter and fast is probably going to be their second line here with Trocek, Svechnikov, um, and Tara Vinen were on a line together as well. So looking at the line matching, I think Ryan Hartman and Kaprizov might end up against that Kokaniemi Lawrence line. I really do. Um, and that would really bring Minnesota one. That would change things for me. Yeah, too. that would bring Minnesota one into play for me. It's just, I don't want to get caught, uh, you know, sorry to be a little bit vulgar, but I don't want to get caught with my pants down on this game. You know, 45 minutes before the game's supposed to start, the slate's already locked, five games have already passed, and Minnesota one is all of a sudden out. So 
I think what you have to do is that if you want to play Minnesota one here tonight, you obviously have to look uh, for a direct replacement and it has to be in a later game. And I think the replacement would be Toronto two in that Edmonton matchup. They're the exact same price. Um, and we'll talk about that Toronto two lineup. So I think I might play Edmonton one here tonight for the sole reason that there's another line on this slate that I like as much as them. And it's that Toronto two line and they're the exact same price. So you can just, and they're late, they play later. So you can just direct swap. So I think that's kind of where I'm going to go here is I'm going to get my 20% Minnesota one. And I might only throw in like 10% Toronto two. And then if I have to switch over my Minnesota one, then I'll switch, switch it all over to Toronto two. So that's how I'm treating this game. I think Minnesota, that top line, um, getting good leverage, 57% of the scoring chance is going to get the depth matchups from Carolina. So Minnesota one is where I'm focusing on in this game. Um, on the blue line, I mentioned Jared Spurgeon in the power plays article because he's a goal scoring defenseman. He shot 9.2% over the last three seasons, like forwards. There are a lot of forwards that can't get there. So at 40, I think it's 4,100. I like Jared Spurgeon as a one-off here tonight. But with Jonas Brodeen back, uh, that might cut into his ice time. So what do you think here, Josh? Producer Mike stole my mojo. I said, you can't get caught with the pants tonight if you never wear pants. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the Osmo tools are behind us. So um, uh, Jared Spurgeon definitely makes a lot of sense here. Matt Dumba's price has come down to 5K. Uh, that's one-offable. Uh, is that even a word? Alex yeah, Kologoski. Sure. Alex Kologoski, I don't mind as well. Uh, on the Carolina side, you know, Tony D'Angelo, 6,100 is overpriced. Uh, this isn't the best spot. Although, you know, Minnesota's PK, not great. So he could be a pretty well, spicy one. game's postponed, so you don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yep. Uh, so everything we just said. Uh, it has been stricken from the record. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina, it's not officially official. We're just seeing it right now from beat writers. Beat writers are saying uh, Minnesota and Canes uh, have been postponed as Carolina has posted four more positive tests. So, all right. I guess we don't have to worry about that late swap. Let's just 12 game slate. <laughs> 12 game slate. <laughs> hey, by, by three o'clock Eastern, it's going to be like a 10 game slate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least we can laugh about it. Uh, Buffalo, 2.2 implied goal total going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.4 implied goal total. Um, with games being whittled out <laughs> pretty much every 10 minutes here, um, it presumably that only means more ownership going to the more popular spots here tonight. And that Winnipeg top line, I know we say ownership doesn't mean a lot, and we're down to a 12-game slate now, but 22% might go up to like 25%, 24% now that we're missing another game. That seems far too high for me. But again, it's a pretty good matchup against the Buffalo Sabres with no Blake Wheeler on the top line. Andrew Cops there instead. So what do you like here, Josh? Yeah, if Wheeler was there, it's an easy fade, and then I'll just cry myself to sleep when Wheeler hits the empty net goal. But like Andrew Copping there is a massive upgrade. Like, I can't understate that like Wheeler cop to Wheeler is just, you know, or Wheeler to cop big upgrade there. Um, Wheeler to cop sounds like a eighties buddy television cop show. Yeah. With macromated jorts. But anyway, um, 
I, I like in a vacuum, I really, really like this Winnipeg top line. If they start pushing 30%, like that's when ownership, you know, I'll, I'll start like thinking about it in my one lineup. It's because like on a 12 game sweet, sweet, uh, 30%, you know what I mean? Like it honestly almost makes more sense to fade and pray, but like, I'm never going to talk you off this line in this matchup with this total. But if you move down the lineup, you're going to get Winnipeg two here at about a third of the ownership. Um, Paul Stasny is what he is at this point in his career, but he's only 2,600. Like that line is super cheap because that Nikolai Ehlers under 6K, um, Pierre Locke Dubois has been shooting the puck a lot. Like Dubois, Ehlers have great numbers together. Stasny ain't going to kill you. Uh, he might, but like 2,600, I'd rather, I'd take that chance, you know, at the third of the ownership and a big total here. I don't mind going to that second line here, um, especially Dubois, Ehlers. I like that too, man. They may get the Cousins, Akposo, Brett Murray matchup, but like that's their quote unquote best defensive line, but matchups don't really concern me here. So uh, Winnipeg one, if you're into uh, ownership, I think Winnipeg two is a little sneaky here. On the, uh, Buffalo Sabres side, I don't mind getting a little bit of Buffalo one in MME. I would imagine that top line defensive numbers get a little bit better with copying out or not. Now I have like Blake Wheeler on the mind with cop being there instead of Wheeler, uh, Wheeler Shifley five on five, which is pretty dusty, but like Buffalo fully correlated um, under 13, five, you know, an MME to get above the field here. You, you don't need like one of 20 or whatever in 150. So I don't mind that. It is a 2.2 total on the road. So like, don't go crazy, but they're the only offense on Buffalo that I'm interested in tonight. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that Buffalo top line because, you know, they are going to get that top line matchup uh, from Winnipeg. It, even with cop there, it's, they're still not an elite line. So that's where some damage can come from. Even in 20 max, I don't think I'm going to be getting to Winnipeg here tonight. So uh, I will say I'm probably going to be out on the Sabres. On the Winnipeg side, I did write up Nikolai Ehlers in my Power Plays article today. I don't know why he's priced where he is. He's like 5,900 on DraftKings, and he's been averaging four shots per game recently. Like, it's just absolutely absurd where his price is. And they're going to be getting the second and third lines. Um, they're going to be – sorry. They're going to be getting the second uh, and third lines – like you said, that Cousins matchup might be a little bit tough, but they're still giving up 2.6 expected goals against per 60 minutes. Like, even if they are better offensively, they're still giving it up in their own end. So no problem with Winnipeg 2 here tonight. That's where I'm focusing. Um, Paul Stasny, I'm glad you mentioned him. I think he helps that line uh, to some degree. Um, he's a good playmaker, good defensive winger, 2,600. I think you're fine to just three-man stack. Um you know, Winnipeg one, if you want to play them, I'm not going to say no reasonably priced. It's just, I'm not, I don't play 20% lines that aren't, you know, McDavid or Matthews on a slate this big. I just, that's just something I don't do. So Stasny, Dubois, Ehlers for me on the blue line. I don't think there's anybody, I mean, Will Butcher typically uh, projects well for us. Um, so min price 2,500, I don't mind. Uh, Brendan Dillon, 2,500. He's a guy I don't mind on the Winnipeg side. I don't know if I, this is a, a game where I'm paying up for a defenseman. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I'm already starting to prepare at 2.26 p.m. Eastern 
to get burned by that Shifley empty net goal. They're, Winnipeg one is the most pure running team on the empty net. There's no stats behind it, but it happens every time, unless you play them, and then then it's Jansen Harkins. But um, I'm I'm gonna get burned by the the Shifley empty net goal tonight. I'm just excited. I mean, there is some stats behind it. I remember seeing that. Shifley Wheeler Connors score more points with the empty net than any other line in hockey. So there, there is so, there is something to it. Um, all right, that's about it for that game. Just checking chat. I see 6-0 says getting here late, but took second over the weekend in the 3K enforcer with Carolina one and Toronto two. Um, yeah, I remember that Toronto Monster Toronto game and that that night. I think Aho was still playing and doing well. So congrats to you, 6-0. On that finish, uh, love hearing about winners. Even if you are late to the show, you got here eventually. So thank you for joining. Um, let's get to the, this next game. St. Louis, 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into Dallas. Uh, the Dallas Stars have a 3.0 implied goal total. Lots of guys missing for – I shouldn't say lots of guys. A few guys missing for Dallas here tonight. Rope Hints is out. Joel Kivaranta is out. Alex Radulov also out. Looks like uh, – Dennis Gurianov is going to be lining up with Tyler Sagan and Dennis Gurianov and Tyler Sagan is a $6,000 two man on DraftKings. Like I get it's only three total. Sagan hasn't been very good this year. Maybe the blues can be good defensively, but they're with Jamie Ben all the way down to 3,600. This stars cheap team is really cheap here tonight. Yeah. Maybe the Dennis, the menace Gurianov is a, is the Dennis, the menace, you know, thing that Jake will understand because he missed the Dennis, the menace one yesterday and my mind is still blown. He said he was trolling, but he Googled it. There was like a five minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, is Logan Brown really on? Is he a placeholder for prawn? Do you think? No, prawn. No? They prawn still on the IR. So Logan Brown genuinely on the top line for St. Louis. Yeah. Crazy. Um, that star's top line is not too bad. Uh, I know we've been ragging on Jamie Ben this season, but he's actually been pretty decent at center. Uh, Robertson, you know, he doesn't get publicity like a lot of other young studs, but like this guy is borderline elite. Um, you know, Grandpa Joe is what he is at this point, but like this is a pretty good, pretty good team, you know, or a pretty good line. They're going to be facing probably Charlie Lindgren. He's actually been decent, but you know, he's not a full time starting goaltender in this league. Um, I thought you were going to say he's not Jordan Bennington, and I was going to be like, yeah, let's, let's, you know. We're not going to be nice to Bennington here. <laughs> He's going to come, you know, swing at Ottinger, who I'm interested in playing. But, um, you know, O'Reilly with, without Perron is not, you know, Couturier without Giroux, but it's still a knock with Logan Brown being there. Brandon Saad, decent. But uh, I don't mind getting to some Dallas one here. The ownership is a bit high for a three total. Uh, but in MME, I don't mind getting to some Dallas one. Dallas, too, is interesting if they are together, if it's Tanner Kiro, Tyler Sagan, Dennis Gurionov. Sagan, Gurionov, two men uh, at that price, 6K, does interest me, especially Gurionov, if he's going to see tox, uh, top six minutes. Like, that definitely interests me. His minutes are always a concern. But if you can tell me min price, getting some power play time, and getting 14 minutes, like, I, I have interest in him. Yeah, with those with with that. So Sagan Gurionov together interests me. Um, you want to play some uh, Buchnevich Tarasenko? I think that's fine. You want to put in Barbashev? You know, you, like the center there. You could put any, like I think I would play them with Yori Latera there. 
it's the same player. Uh, I think, you know, Buchnevich, Tarasenko, Barbashev is fine. Um, like outside of Gurionov, maybe as a one-off and one to three, I think this is an NME game as well. Yeah, I will just mention, I, I'm not super high on the St. Louis side. I, I mean, I don't think I'm breaking new ground there. It's a 2.5 total on the road, but um, Barbashev, he seems to be dragging down that Buchnevich and Tarasenko line. I was looking at some of their stats. Um, and they're like 46, 47% shot share with Barbashev there. And it makes sense to me. He's, I don't get what the St. Louis coaching staff sees in him. It's been years now that they use him mixing and matching in the top six. And at no point has he ever made any of their lines better. I just don't get what they see in him, but as long as he's there, we have to consider him. Um, it's just, you know, Logan Brown on the top line, like you said, um, that could be a decent uh, shutdown line, but you know, they're probably going to see a lot of raffle and Fox or even some of that Ben Robertson. So you're going to get Sagan and Gurianov going against a week, you know, a weekend St. Louis two, or even just a flat out bad St. Louis three, like Nathan Walker and Tyler Bozak down on that third line, Sagan and Gurianov, like they're not great players. They can take advantage of that matchup. So uh, Sagan and Gurianov, and I think even throw in Suter, um, or sorry, Klingberg for some secondary uh, power play, or sorry, Suter for po- primary po- power play exposure. And you're looking at it, what, $8,800 three man? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's absolutely one of the uh, filler stacks that I'm going to be targeting here tonight. So I do like Dallas too. Dallas one, I agree with you with Ben. In fact, I wrote them up in the power plays article. Uh, he's been good at center. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad matchup against Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly has not looked like the Ryan O'Reilly of the last three years, at least offensively. Still fine defensively, but if he can't get anything going offensively, he's just going to be pinned in his own end the entire game. So don't mind that Ben line. Uh, Sagan Gurianov, fine for a little two-man. You know, St. Louis, if you want to play that Buchnevich, Tarasenko, Barbashev line, I think it's fine because Dallas does take their fair share of penalties, right? Like top 10 by time shorthanded this year and they are perfectly correlated. It's just, they're not that cheap, right? Like it's like 15 K for the three man. Um, like I'd rather just play Dallas one, you know what I mean? Or, did, you know, so like uh, I think out on St. Louis, Dallas one is fine, but mostly Gary Anoff, Sagan, little two man for me there. I uh, should mention also no brain Shen. Obviously that's why Tyler Bozak is the three C here tonight. Uh, on the blue line, I mentioned Ryan Suter as part of that secondary power play stack. Um, I think Colton Pareko is generally in play almost every time uh, he's on the ice, so long as Justin Falk's not in the lineup. Um, so I don't mind Colton Pareko here either. What do you like? Yeah, um, that's really about it on the blue side. On the Dallas side, like if you're using that top line, I, I don't really like using him, but Klingberg's prices come way down to 3700 I think he's an interesting play. Um, Miro, 5,500. His price has come down too. Like these guys are in play. Like it's a pick your, pick your guy. Suter, if you want really cheap with clean or with uh, Sagan Gurionov, you want expensive, put in Miro. Klingberg with the top line makes some sense, but you know, it's more of correlation on the Dallas side. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, let's move this along. Uh, we do like to celebrate our winners here at Osmo. We've talked about uh, our winners 
so far here this show we talked about wolf girl taking down the dime time we talked about millhouse taking down that 20k i and we just talked about in chat earlier uh about a second place finish in that 3k as well so we do like to celebrate winners and we do so through the oswald hall of fame if you want to get in this is how you do it you download the osmo.com you download the osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar you place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants, and then you send those screenshots in to the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. That's Osmo H-O-F on Twitter, and you can get in the Osmo Hall of Fame. It gets you a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, you can only win one free month per year, but it's not, it's not a bad little deal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, just send in those screenshots and you see Alex Brown uh, taking down uh six figure or sorry four figures uh in nba it looks like jordan lockhart secured his fantasy football world championship ticket it seems like he's up on these almost every week uh this time it's for an ffwc ticket uh congrats to jordan on that you see jason stone took down over 6k uh from DraftKings uh playing this uh playing NFL. So NFL, NBA, NHL, we have winners all over the place here. If you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, just tweet your wins to the Osmo Hoff account. All right, let's get to this next game. New York Rangers, 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Colorado. The Abs have a 3.6 implied goal total. Looks like Nazem Kadri uh, back for Colorado here tonight, but we don't have even strength line combinations for them. My guess is that they move Logan O'Connor back to the top line with McKinnon and Rantanen. It seems like they wanted to put Logan O'Connor there uh, when they can um, through the season. Uh, and then a second line of Burakovsky, Nachushkin, and Kadri, because that has been the three men that they've ran a lot this year. So that's what I'm assuming for the top six. I saw Igor Shesterkin was skating uh, for the Rangers at morning skate today, but they're saying he's not coming off the IR yet. And it's a back-to-back -back. They're in Arizona tomorrow. So it makes sense. Give Georgiev, you know, the brutal Colorado game tonight, give Shesterkin coming off injury, the easy Arizona game tomorrow. So it uh, looks like Georgiev in for the Rangers. What do you like here, Josh? Georgiev has looked better that he's gotten consistent playing time now, but um, I still like uh, Colorado in this game. One thing I will say about moving Locke up to the top line is Burkowski just had a hat trick with McKinnon and Randon, so there could be a chance that, you know, it's in the Shushkin, Kadri, O'Connor. Um, Jared Bednar is not giving out his lines because whatever. You know, he's, like, playing it by the vest. Not that it matters. Like, the Rangers don't have a, you know, great defensive line. That top line's okay, but 
you know, we'll have to see. Um, McKinnon, Ranton, obviously, going into the Savannah Gen. Um, Kreider matchup is fine. Like, Rangers, that line has been better, but, you know, McKinnon's matchup proof. Um, this is interesting for me because it, it really depends who's on the top line. If it's Burakovsky up there, actually, it doesn't really matter because Kadri is going to come back and be on the top power play. So, um, you know, Logan O'Connor up there is cheaper than Burakovsky. It makes them a bit cheaper to get in. So he's been good up there. You can full stack here. Their ownership's fairly in check, um, which worries me because initially I was considering not playing Colorado one, um, but like 7%. McKinnon and not having an not having him in the lineup is scary because you know he can do a McKinnon things. Um I think he's gonna be lower owned because you know McDavid's under 9k, Drysdale's under 9k, Matthews is cheaper. But you know, once you get up into these like elite players, 8900, 9500, if you want to play them, you're gonna find a way to get them in. You know what I mean? So Colorado one makes some sense here. Um, some Colorado power play makes some sense. On the Rangers side. I'm out on the Zbadajan line going into the McKinnon matchup. You want to play a little bit of Strom Panarin in MME, fine. But like 7,100 on the road for Panarin, a little too much for me. You want to do a two-mana heat a lot from the air. I don't know how many times I can go to that well and get paid off, but they are going to get, you know, Confer Newhook, uh, Abe Kubel, which hasn't been great. So, you know, 5,700 for the two of them. Uh, I'd rather play Sagan Gurionov than Hedl Lafreniere, but an MME, if you're uh, mixing in some, you know, two mans for expensive power plays, I think they can be in your mix. Yeah, I I was like you. I wasn't really going to be playing Colorado here today because I think the Rangers have been a little bit better defensively. But if you're going to give me, like you said, six, seven, eight, even 10% Nathan McKinnon in a 3.6 total, I don't know how I get away from it. It's just how do you build not specifically knowing lineups because, you know, I guess technically Rantanen could go down on the second line with Nazem Kadri, but I just don't see that happening. They just don't play that much together. Um, it's typically Gabriel Landeskog that gets moved down to play with Kadri when he's in the lineup. So I think I think McKinnon and Rantanen are going to stay together, and that's a two-man that I absolutely like here tonight. Um should mention with Devin Taves in the COVID protocols. I mean, that's the other thing to mention with Colorado too, right? Devin Tays hit the COVID protocol, so they may have more guys hit the COVID protocols later this game or later this day, sorry. Um, but with Taves in COVID protocols, that means Kale McCarr probably plays 25, 26, 27 minutes here tonight. So I like Kale McCarr a lot here tonight. I don't think I'm playing anything from the Rangers side. I think I agree with you that the third line is fine as a filler, but um, the only thing I'd really want to attack is maybe the Colorado penalty kill and stacking a line just to attack like an average penalty kill in a 2.6 total on the road on a 12 game slate. Like eventually you just get to the point where it's absurd. So uh, I don't think I'm going to be getting to the Rangers here tonight. So Colorado one for me, uh, specifically McKinnon, Rantanen and McCarr. Uh on the blue line. I love, absolutely love McCarr here tonight. I suppose Gerard would be definitely be fine as well with no tapes in the lineup. Um, what do you think of defenseman here? Yeah, I agree with Gerard McCarr. And it sucks that the Rangers absolutely suck five on five because these Colorado depth pairs are just miserable. But 
the Rangers are horrific five on five and they're on the road. So Cal McCarr, Gerard on the Rangers side. If you have 5,200 for Truba, I don't mind him, but really I nothing on the Rangers side. Yeah. Uh, sounds good to me. Let's move it along. Um, Toronto 3.4 implied goal total. They're going into Edmonton. The others have a 3.1 implied goal total. I mean, I spent a lot of time in that Minnesota game talking about Toronto too here tonight. Um, McDavid and Drysidle on the top line with Zach Cassian for Edmonton. Um, that doesn't really leave them a lot to play with down the lineup. Toronto too really tickling my fancy here. Um, what do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, that was the one of the first lines that I circled tonight, especially when Edmonton loads up their top line. I mean, how much, you know, they really loaded it up putting Zach Cassian up there. But when they put, you know, uh, Drysidle McDavid together, that leaves, you know, Nugent Hopkins with Pooley Arvey. And either, you know, I don't know if Warren Fogel is <clears throat> going to be a Hyman. Um, you know, he's just sitting in for Hyman or he's actually going to play there if Hyman's out. So that yeah, line's not like, very good defensively. It looks like Hyman's out tonight. Yeah, so so Fogel pull you on the second line, and I think that might mean top top power play minutes for Puliyarvi here tonight. Yeah, but defensively, it leaves them very vulnerable. Um, you know, even with Nurse back, like the Nurse pairing is going to see the Matthews line a fair bit, so that leaves Duncan Keith, Cody Cece to get Toronto too, and that honestly might be the worst pairing in the NHL. Um, Toronto one, or excuse me, Toronto two, expensive. Like both Tavares and Nylander is 7,700 on DK, but like in this matchup at 4%, I really like them. You want to put in Kerfoot, you can. I think something I might do is add in, you know, Andre Kasha, 4,500 to make them, you know, fully correlated. Kasha at that price won't, you know, break the bank. Uh, Edmonton's PK, not great. They're not great five on five, not very good defensively. So, Honestly, like even with McDavid and Matthews on the slate, my favorite line is Toronto too. You want to play some McDavid dry saddle. I think that's fine. Um, you know, the Matthews line without Nylander or Marner, the defensive numbers aren't, you know, the numbers aren't great. There's it's still Matthews and I wouldn't, you know, stack them against each other, but I think I'd rather play McDavid dry saddle instead of, you know, Matthews Kasha tonight, especially because uh, McDavid dry saddle, coming in a little bit lower owned they're at home they dictate matchups so for me toronto two edmonton one or you know edmonton power play as usual but you know because pooley arby's 3700 i think you can add him in yeah um i'll talk about Connor mcdavid first because he was a guy power plays article that should be up on the site in not too long he's a guy i wrote about and the reason is is like they're going to be going into that Matthews matchup. And we talked about it, I think, last week. But when Matthews is skating without Mitch Marner or William Nylander, the team is literally 50% scoring chance share. It's break-even 50%. And that goes back years. Like, Matthews – and he just he just needs one of uh, Marner and Nylander on the top line. And if you look at the numbers, even with Andre Kasha there, uh, 44% of the sh- of the shot attempts and 50% of the scoring chances. That top line has not been good. Um, I think, you know, McDrysaddle, McDavid and Drysaddle are definitely in play here tonight against that against what is a bad Toronto top line. Like, I'll just say it. There's nothing to worry about there. It's the Toronto second line that you have to worry about the most. 
And they're not going to see that. I mean, they'll see some of them just because they play so many minutes, but it's, that's basically the only matchup to worry about. Um, so I do like the Edmonton top line here tonight, but it's Toronto too that I like the most out of this game. And the reason why, when Edmonton has McDavid and Dreisaitl off the ice, they're scoring 21% of the goals. 21%. That means four out of five goals scored with McDavid and Dreisaitl off the ice belong to the opponent and not the Oilers. Their depth sucks. I really, really like uh, Nylander uh, and Tavares here in this matchup. I, like, I'm like. i not going to say I'm playing 30% of them or whatever, but they're going to be in my mix for my 20 max. Um, down on the blue line, you mentioned Darnell Nurse. I think he's just fine. He's, I think he's near the top of our projections, like definitely top five for defensemen. Um, anybody else stick out to you? Not really. Uh, if you want to correlate Riley with the power play, you can. I don't know if I want to pay 6700 for him, but that, that's really about it. You know, Nurse, maybe Bouchard or Riley. Yeah. I'll, what do you think about Miko Koskinen in net? Price down some shot volume. It is the Leafs. Yeah, 7,500 at home. You know, these home goalies, it is a six and a half total. So, you you know, if you put him in your lineup, you know, fasten your seatbelt for an hour and a half, two hours. But he, he's going to see some volume tonight. Oh, you, you never watch your goalies. It's like it's like yeah. ML, MLB DFS. You never watch your pitcher. You never watch – and it's like season-long fantasy baseball. You never watch your closer. Never watch yeah. your starting pitcher. You never watch your closer. You never watch your goalie. That's just the way it works. Uh, in DFS. Uh, all right, let's get to this next game. Columbus 2.6 implied goal total going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 3.0 implied goal total. This is another game where COVID is a concern. Uh, two players for the Canucks, nobody noteworthy, but two players for the Canucks on the COVID list. So there could be more to come there. Um, I think there might be some stuff to play on both sides here. So why don't you just take it away, Josh? Yeah, I see. Uh, People saying for the Oilers, Ryan McLeod just went into COVID protocol. So another game we got to keep an oh, eye yeah. on. Uh, yeah, I should. I should. I mean, it goes without saying, but uh, Mark Spector, one of the Oilers beat writers, saying there a lot of the Oilers team is very nervous for these COVID tests because they played teams like Boston and Carolina in very recent, like within the last week, and those teams are all having breakouts right now. So Edmonton could see one of their own tonight. Yeah. So, but anyways, Columbus, Vancouver. Here we are in a five and a half total, and I like both sides of this game. Like it never <laughs> fails, never fails that there's it's a five just and a half. Just a staple so of the Osmo.com yeah. strategy show. Every five and a half yeah. total, boy, we love it. Yeah. Um, man, uh, that Columbus top line, right? People have been writing off Gregory Hoffman because he's, you know, Gregory Hoffman, and he sounds like my accountant, not an NHL player. Um, but, you know, he's on, he's min priced, he's on the top power play. He's been shooting the puck and that's how, like Jenner Bjorkstrand's prices have come way down. This line's about 12 K to full stack on DK. They are going to get the Horvat Hoglander matchup, which is the best matchup, you know, the Canucks have like Horvat Hoglander have been a very good defensive line for Canucks standards. Um, but, you know, fully correlated on the power play that cheap, their ownership's, you know, three, four percent. Um, I like them tonight. You want to get a little bit better matchups, you can go to Domi Rosovic Voracek. Like they're almost free tonight, and they're coming in under one percent. They're gonna get the depth matchups of the Canucks. 
I think they're a decent filler as well. When you go to Canuck side, you look at the most obvious spot with the ownership is Pearson Miller Besser at 13%. I think I'm going to fade them. I'd rather, you know, for 8K or excuse me, 9K Miller Besser, I'd rather play Jenner Bjorkstrand for 9,400 at a quarter of the ownership. So if you want to go to like Patterson Garland, like they're 8K as well for the two of them at 5%, I think that's fine. Or if you even want to go to Horvat Hoglander, I think that's fine as well. Um, like I, if I'm going to play chalk, I think I'd rather play expensive chalk than cheap chalk. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So I'm probably going to be off Miller Besser. If I'm going to go to the Canucks here, it's going to be Horvat Hoglander or Pedersen Garland. But really, I, I prefer Columbus one, and I even like Elvis Merzlikens in this game as well. Yeah, I just want to mention that leverage. Miller, Besser, Patterson, by like by far our most over-owned line uh, by our top stacks tool, which is free up on the site uh, for today. So you can check it out for yourself. But we have them as a 4% top stack and 14% ownership. That's just not palatable to me. Um, I don't think Vancouver is that good, even with Bruce Boudreau there. Like, I understand the, the pricing play, and I even wrote up Brock Besser in the Power Plays article. So, yeah, if you want to play him, go ahead. But uh, they're just not a focus. For me in this game, for me, it's about Columbus one. Uh, you mentioned people don't necessarily want to play Greg Hoffman. He's, I don't think he's a great player, but Bjorkstrand and Jenner are good enough to carry him. And the Vancouver, like the Hoglander Horvat line has been pretty bad since Bruce Boudreaux got there. I was just looking up their numbers. I mean, it's only been four games, but 36% shot share and 33% of the scoring chances. And I think they've been at home for every single game. Yeah, that's and they had a great game against Boston too. So those numbers are even skewed better because they played really well there. Yeah. So uh, like I and that Columbus top line, um, you know, not a leap, but forty eight percent of the score of the sh- of the shot attempts, um, high event as well. I, the Columbus top line, I think, is a better filler. Is one I shouldn't say better filler. It's one of my favorite fillers uh, on the slate here. So they will definitely be in my mix as well. Um, on the blue line. I don't know what to do here because they there could be more uh, positive COVID cases, pardon me, coming. So, um, I don't know, maybe Jake Bean or Gavrikov or something like that with Bockfist out. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, what is it? Uh, Vancouver canceled morning skate. So, there, there could be positive. Two guys are, are already positive. So, like, yeah. this, is a, this is a snowball rolling down the hill. It's just whether it hits us or not. Yeah, I love Jake Bean. I, I've, I've, got, I've played him both times he, you know, scored you know, over 25 DK points. He's still 3,200. He's on the top pair with Wierenski. He's going to see 22, 23 minutes. Jake Bean makes some sense if you can't get Wierenski in. Gavrikov is fine as well. On the Vancouver side, I don't know. Myers, Pullman, assuming they're in the lineup, is fine. Yeah, I like I, – I think Hughes is fine for 4,800, honestly. He might play – 25 to 30 minutes, assuming he's, but that's just assuming he plays. And it's the second to last game of the slate. You might be kind of screwed if he's a late scratch or something. So just be aware of that. Uh, we have a few minutes left, but we have a bunch more shows coming up after us. Um, we are sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy, but the NBA show coming up is sponsored by No House Advantage. The hosts are Aton and Terry coming up right after us. College football pick them at 4 Eastern with Ben and Geshevsky, and then your NBA double dose. Starts at 5.30 Eastern uh, with Lafayette and Adam Ship My Money. 
Um, I'm sure I didn't even check. I'm sure he's playing in the peppermint tonight. Um, he no usually idea. he usually likes to go after those big NHL prizes. Good luck to you tonight. Ship my money. Uh, let's get to this last game. Seattle 2.7 implied goal total going into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.9 implied goal total. I'll just say flat out. Um, there's nothing from the Seattle side that really interests me here. All their line combinations haven't been very good together. Schwartz, Everly, um, Schwartz, Everly and McCann could be fine, but I think that's about it. I wrote up San Jose too in my power plays article. I think we're kind of on the same page here, Josh. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. If I had to get anything from Seattle, it would be McCann, Everly, Schwartz. Uh, I'm not getting them to them getting to them in one to three in MME doesn't take much to get over the field. We've been talking about how, you know, all season, how, you know, Seattle, at least on paper should be a good defensive team. Like these lines are just not great. Ian Cole, Jordan Stahl, Andre Sveshnikov, Stephen Lorenz enter protocol. So yeah, thankful they, they canceled that Carolina Minnesota game. There's just no one left. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, ho- hopefully they're all going to be all right. But uh, Seattle won would be the line to get an MME. Uh, the, you know, the way these lines are constituted, they're just not very good defensively. Grubauer has had his, you know, documented problems stopping the puck, which is his one job. Um, so for me, I, I really like Hurdle Meyer here. I hope uh, Meyer is a little bit lower on because he's 7,200, but uh, it's not It's not looking like that's going to happen. But uh, I don't mind leaving Bar- Barabanov off. Uh, you want to put him with uh, Eric Carlson for a three-man power play stack. I think that's fine. You want to go to that top line, you know, Dolan, Couture, Gregor, fine as well. But for me, San Jose, too, in this game, they're going to get, you know, Wenberg, Johansson, Appleton, and that line just has not been good. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, do love uh, that Hurdle Meyer duo here. 77 shot attempts and 45 scoring chances per 60 minutes this year. They're just absolutely torching. So, yeah, San Jose 2, Hurdle and Meyer, all about that here in this game. Uh, all right, we got to wrap it up. That was a monster show. We got through all 13 games, even though we're down to 12 now. Um, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick, a little bit. It's not off the board, but it kind of is because it's a four total, but he's not the main focus. I'm going to say Carter Verhage for my hat trick pick here tonight. My goalies, Elvis Merzlikens, Robin Leonard, Carter Hart, Andre Vasilevsky, who you got? Yeah, I like those goalies as well. I think you can uh, throw in Mackenzie Blackwood in there as well. Uh, Spencer Knight is an obvious play. It feels a little bit trappy I mean, yeah. at that price. Let's say yeah. the 7,200 Florida goalies are yeah. very obvious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to go with Timo Meyer. Got to do it. Got to do it. Love Timo here tonight as well. Timo Meyer, Carter Verhage are your two hat trick picks. We got to get out of here. Uh, Good luck tonight, everybody, on that massive slate. Pay attention to the news and please stick around in Discord if you're a subscriber. No House Advantage NBA show coming up next. We'll be back, I believe, on Thursday. So for Mike, for Josh, good luck tonight, everybody. Zoltan. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.